In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win seconds. the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Hey, what is up, all of those tots out there? This is Scott here on another episode of Rotten Pea. Uh, where four friends uh, review movies that you absolutely should have seen already. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that little what's nap up? you got to take during our long <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> this was not nearly as long as Braveheart or uh, uh, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Those Men were both long too long. Too, yeah, uh, They were worth it. But, it, I mean, how can you not, if we're going to open with audio, an audio clip from the movie, it needs to be something that Im- you immediately recognize as, oh, that's that that's from that movie. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> exactly. No. I, I'm i going to say you, I, I'm going to call the first OK Bloomer on you guys. Yeah. How long are we going to be able to do that joke before that meme dies? Never. <laughs> never. It'll never die. I think it's already died. Nope. Nope. Right. We're keeping it alive. Yeah. Also, it would have been already dead. No. Anyway, let's uh let's <laughs> yeah, do you our introduce introductions. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Jake. I'm Zach. And, and I already introduced myself. Maybe. I did, okay. but I'm Scott. All right. Because you needed to know again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, uh, we're doing uh Independence Day. Yes, the greatest movie to ever grace our planet. <laughs> Nay, our universe. I've said it once before, and I'll say it again. I've never watched a bad Will Smith movie. Yep, agreed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen After Earth. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never <laughs> watched a bad Will Smith movie. I'm not saying that there aren't bad Will Smith movies. <laughs> I've not seen them. <laughs> I, I I would say that I've yet to watch a good Will Smith movie. You just watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this movie. Uh, I know obviously Scott nominated, so I know you're excited. Yeah. I love this movie. Uh, but a little bit of just the facts. Uh, this was directed by, uh, Ronald Emmerich, uh, and TBH. I have no idea who he is. Uh, like I saw that and I was like, I wish I was into directors so that I could help you out. And talk about him, but I, uh, genius is never clue. appreciated in its own time. Oh, he did know? Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, I looked up what he did. He did Day After Tomorrow. He did Godzilla after he did this, and then he did 2012. 
So he just likes making movies where Apocalyptic. the world gets destroyed. Yeah. Oh, this is kind of yeah. interesting. He did a lot of Stargate episodes, which I'm a huge fan of. I love Stargate SG-1, the original show. Big fan. Uh, Stargate Universe I also love, but Atlantis I never really got into. Oh, he did 10,000 BC too. Yeah, 10,000 BC. Um, so, I mean, he's done a lot of, he's done a lot of, oh, shoot, he's remaking Stargate. Like he did the original Stargate movie and he's remaking it now. Uh, the, this is, it's safe to say this is the only movie that he's made that you should have seen. Uh, what about Independence Day 2? He yeah, did, Independence he did Day the Patriots. Patriots. What? <laughs> He, I mean, you definitely. Oh yeah, he did do the Patriot. Patriot. That's a good movie. Have all you guys I haven't seen the Patriot? Seen it. I think so. No. Oh. Oh, that's gonna be oh, one of my next ones. I haven't sure. seen it. It's a good movie. He also did White House Down, uh, which I didn't hate. Like, was that the one with? Uh, uh, I wanted to say Russell Crowe, but not Russell. Crowe. No, with, uh, Channing, Gerard Butler. Channing Gerard Tatum. Butler did a movie that was almost the exact same movie the same year. It was called Is, Olympus. That's Fallen. A Olympus. Oh. Yeah, Olympus oh. Has Fallen. Which then got two sequels. Olympus Has Fallen got two sequels. What? White House Down di- didn't get any. I don't know that there was time for it to get two sequels. How yeah. long ago was that movie? Uh, well, it came out the same year as White House Down, which was 2013. All right. Like, they came out within weeks of each other. They, they both came out summer of 2013, um, if, if memory serves correct. Uh, and then Olympus Has Fallen had uh, London Has Fallen, and then uh, just last year had Angel Has Fallen. What was that one about? Uh, it, Angel has fallen was like the code word for like the Secret Service, uh, like agent is like, uh, dead. No, he like he got framed. Uh, Gerard Butler got framed for like uh, betraying the president, who was then played by Morgan Freeman. Mm. Hmm. We're talking a lot about a bad <laughs> movie, movie that we're not actually reviewing. <laughs> when we should be talking about this bad movie. No, this is good. This movie. is a great movie. So anyway, Ronald Emmerich has done some good work uh, in terms of bad movies. Like he's he <laughs> is the director of all of your favorite bad movies. He's pretty much knockoff Michael Bay. Yeah, essentially. Uh, I would dare say better Michael Bay. I would. Not. I don't know if I'd say that. <laughs> you watched not. Armageddon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would not. Uh, he did also write this movie, um, which he also wrote Day After Tomorrow and a lot of the other movies that he directed. Not all, but some of the other movies that he directed, he also wrote, uh, including this. He wrote mm. this movie. Uh, it was released July 3rd, 1996. It's a huge miss. I know. One day. I don't know why you couldn't just wait. I guess, though, like. A lot of Are movie theaters open on July Fourth. Yeah, movie theaters are open on Christmas. You don't think they're open on July Fourth? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yes, movie theaters are open July Fourth. Can confirm. Uh, what about if there's a COVID nineteen pandemic? It will be closed. Oh, yeah. Unless it's Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If this movie actually, I was blown away. Uh, this is the highest grossing film we've reviewed yet. Mm. Uh, it grossed up $817 million box office. You know what blows my mind is, so this movie costs $75 million to make. Yeah. And last week's episode, we did The Social Network, and that cost $50 million to make. Where did their $50 million go that they made $25 million more go way more into special effects and all that? Well, because they spent $25 million yeah, on special effects. I, I don't know. I feel Which like. makes sense because they ended up winning. And a lot less money on uh, 
a huge name writer and director. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ronald Emmerich. <laughs> um, speaking of special effects, though, this did win an Oscar, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this won the Oscar for uh, Best Visual Effects. Um, and, uh, I mean, that makes sense. I agree. Uh, that's always, like, that category is, like, created just for summer blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, this last year, it was Endgame won Best Visual Effects. And the year before that, I believe Infinity War won Best Visual Effects. For being from 96, I felt like the uh, the visual effects actually held up pretty decent. Well, I think one. they did a fair amount of practical effects where they like did. they made up. They made like miniatures models. models. It was one of the thing. biggest miniatures or something of all yeah. time at that point. When the the White House and the destroying. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I agree with you, Scott. I think it, it held up really well. Uh, I feel the same way about T2, which they did the same thing. They used a lot of practicals, and uh, so I'm excited for us to do that one mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so I have not, I've not seen any Terminator, but the second most recent one, oh, I think. Oh, gosh. So Genesis, I think it was Genesis. what it was. Genesis, yeah. Genesis, yeah. They made the right There's one likes. after Genesis? Yeah, yeah, it came out last year. Yeah, last year. Oh, I never saw it. Yeah. Dark Fate. Dark Fate. It, was uh, it good? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I do plan on buying it mm. um, and because I own all the other Terminator movies. Um, but they bring bring back um, uh, what's her name? Arnie. Oh, the oh, girl, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Thank you. They bring back Linda Hamilton. Uh, they also bring back Arnie. Oh, cool. Well, he's in all of them. <laughs> so. Has he ever missed one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's missed. Pl- oh wait, no, they did like digitally put him into uh, the Christian Bale. Yes, one, didn't they, they did. Mm-hmm. Has he really been in every single one? Yeah. He's the at Terminator. least cameoed. Yeah. yeah, at least cameoed. I thought he missed like one or two. No, he's he's the Terminator. So he's been in all of. Well, them. he is back for Dark Fate as well. Yeah, and actually IRL, like they didn't just digitally drop him in. Yeah. Although maybe they should have. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> kind of old. Well, he's getting kind of old, and he was already impossible to understand, and now he's just—it's getting worse. Also, there's no way he's still as ripped as he was. He's, he's actually still he's a big dude. He's still huge. Is he yeah, still pretty he's huge? Yeah. Uh, this uh, movie, Independence Day, got uh, the other guys gave it a sixty five percent, which I I actually feel like is might be low. Uh, I was gonna say that, and I thought you were gonna mock me. No, I, I actually feel like that might be low. Uh, I think that's pretty accurate. And uh, <laughs> and it got a seven on IMDb. So, uh, Independence so IMDb Day, says this is worse than Dirty Harry. That's true. IMDb says this is better than Armageddon. <laughs> IMDb says this is only seven points behind the social network, which Zach <laughs> gave a perfect 10 to. <laughs> and but you know what? The Rotten, uh, Rotten Tomatoes says that social network is 30% better than this. 31. But we don't recognize <laughs> that It was website. 96? Yeah. Uh, no, this is 65. Uh, social network was 96. 96. That seems accurate to me. Yeah. Uh, so this, though, was nominated by Scott. Uh, so yep. why, why don't you let us know why you nominated this movie and kind of some of your feedback? Yeah. So um, this movie for me has like some nostalgia. Uh, it was like a movie that whenever it was on TV, we would always just sit and watch. From what I understand from this podcast, you didn't have any time to do anything because you were always <laughs> watching movies on TV. <laughs> Every single movie that you no, were, like, I, I was I always watching this on TV. I did a lot of things, but uh, we kind of had a thing where, like, Saturday mornings in our house, like, my mom would go shopping, and then my dad and the three kids, we would just plop on the couch and watch TV together. Yeah. And sometimes it was cartoons, sometimes it was movies, whatever. It was like whatever we could find on TV. 
And so, yeah, like there's pictures of like my dad in his underwear and the three boys in the underwear. And we're all just sitting on the couch watching like cartoons and like different stuff. But like if if Armageddon, uh, if uh, if Independence Day was on, like we would for sure stop and watch that. That's interesting because in my house that Saturday, it was just the Rifleman. (laughs) <laughs> it's the only thing that was on TV mm. <laughs> on on repeat. Yeah, the Rifleman and Bonanza. <laughs> yeah, I would guess um, unless it was Christmas Eve and then it was a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah, I would guess I've seen Independence Day over fifty times. Oh my gosh, good lord! It's so many <laughs> hundred hours. <laughs> How many times have you seen Braveheart? Uh, Braveheart, I would say maybe like ten. You spent a year uh, watching the movies that we've watched for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I This is probably the first time that I've watched a movie uh, less than Scott has. Uh, it might be, yeah. But I've definitely watched this at uh, probably around two dozen times. I probably watch it like 10 times, okay. but I feel like a chump saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for so me... you've seen this movie, Jake? Yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, you were the only... No, I didn't know that. You were the, the only late bloomer late on this bloomer. one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so for me, like, I think this movie is funny, and it's just uh, just a fun time. Uh, it's not funny in, like, the witty sense, like, but it's just, like, <laughs> it's nothing like the social network, like we talked about last episode, but it's just funny... Uh, like situationally and uh i i just love will smith i love jeff goldblum i think they had a lot of good humor back and forth between the two of them and yeah so for me it's just a really fun time um and it's not something you have to like pay super close attention to either yeah you can just kind of have it on in the background and maybe for me that's partly because i've already seen it so many times that i already know everything that's happening and so i can very easily watch it without paying attention if you blink you miss some witty dialogue always i was talking about (laughs) Jake, what about you? Uh, well, before we get into Zach, our, our late bloomers uh, feedback, uh, you've seen this movie before. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's a super fun time. Um, anything, I said it before in the podcast, anything Will Smith, I'm usually pretty into. It's just, I think it's a fun time. I love Jeff Goldblum. And so I would watch any movie that had Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum just hanging out, shooting aliens, you know? It's enough for me. <laughs> and Randy Quaid, I forgot about him. Yeah, Randy Quaid, for those who don't know, he is the uh, crazy guy who had been alleged that he had been abducted by aliens before. I'm not positive, Randy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not positive he was acting. Russell Case, right? Yeah, that's correct. Can you Uh, stop talking over me, Jake? I think that I was in the middle of talking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not positive, though. (laughs) I don't know if he was acting in this movie or if he just wandered onto set. (laughs) He's just being himself. (laughs) Yeah. That's just how he is. Is he crazy in real life? I probably... <laughs> Nothing to base that off of except for just how he is. Yeah, no yeah. reason to in think this movie. Yeah, no, in, in anything, in anything, in every movie he's in. I can't think of anything. What else has he been in? You've not watched Christmas Vacation. No, I haven't. Well, that's going to be my Christmas nomination. So. Yeah, I don't think I was allowed to. Mm, that makes sense. That does make sense <laughs> from all the voodoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I get that. Have reference. you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Because Zach, you weren't you weren't allowed to watch um, uh, any of the Harry Potters growing up either, right? Uh, I no, I was. Um, I wasn't. My mom. Oh, you weren't. Yeah. Zach also read the books as a kid. Got it. Yeah, I read the books. I need to call my mom out on that because she didn't let us watch it or read it, and then she had had like a shoulder surgery, and then we see her reading Harry Potter, and we're like, 
what's going on, Mom? She's like, I heard it's good. And they're like, so did I. <laughs> you didn't let me want, read it, though. I, I just want to take this real quick opportunity to uh, shout out Jake's mom and sisters who are tots. Yeah, they told me to tell you guys a few times, and I forgot every time to yeah. tell you until this morning. Yeah, so uh, shout out to you guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll do another quick shout out. Shout out to Tom Phillips. Yeah, he's always responding to all of our stuff. Yeah, we love you. Thank you for uh, thank you for engaging with us. And uh, you can always engage with us uh, on social media. Jake and Zach are killing the game on social. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Rotten Potato Pod. So just so you guys know, that's a that's an option. We we'd love to have you uh, engage with us. Yeah. There. Ty, what was uh, your feedback for the movie? Uh, I I also uh, have very strong like nostalgic attachment to this movie. Um, most of my young movie watching, my dad really wasn't super into movies or letting me watch movies really all that much. My mom, like she loves movies, but she'll only ever watch a movie once and then never again. Mm. Um, like I don't think there's ever been a movie that she's willingly watched twice. Uh, but when I would spend the night at my grandparents' house, they had HBO and I would stay up late, like, like one or two in the morning. I mean, that was late for, you know, being 10, 11, That's 12. Late for me now. <laughs> uh, I would stay up all, practically. It felt like all night to me, uh, just watching movies on HBO. And, uh, this was one of those movies that I saw a bunch of times. Uh, so I have a really strong, like nostalgic attachment to it. And, uh. Yeah, I think it's a good time, too. Uh, I would not call this a good movie, but <laughs> I would absolutely call this a good time. So, uh, oh, Jake, I'm I sorry. I was going to say, it won an Oscar, so it's got to be good. That's true. <laughs> it, not only did it win an Oscar, once again, this is the highest grossing movie we've... Uh-huh. Uh, that's so much so obviously, people were seeing it and saying, that's really good. You got to go see it yeah. to other people. You guys know Suicide Squad won an Oscar as well, right? <laughs> what, is, what was theirs for again? Costume Probably. and makeup. Mm. Yeah. Or suicide? Uh, and we don't need to get into that. But yeah, Suicide really? Squad. Well, I mean, they did have like... Uh, they did have pretty good like costume and makeup. Like that dude that was just wearing a tank top and then came on fire. That guy. I think more so <laughs> like the guy that was a uh, lizard. Okay. Like yeah, that, that was that costume that and makeup. Alligator guy. Mark, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about social Made network, appearance. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Zach's our late bloomer. Uh, what do you think of this movie, Zach? Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate the movie. Like I wasn't watching it just thinking like, oh my gosh, I hate this. Uh, I didn't think it was good. I think this is the worst movie that we've done so far. You really didn't like Armageddon though. So you think this is worse than Armageddon? I think, okay. So, uh, I think that I enjoyed, (sighs) it's hard to, so watching this movie, the parts that I liked, I liked more than any part of Armageddon. <laughs> but I think it was a worse movie than Armageddon. Why? Um, uh, there's just so many stupid parts. Um, there's a lot of stupid parts. There, uh, I, I didn't like really any of the characters. Uh, I don't. I just don't really like when it's this high stakes thing, but it doesn't feel high stakes at all. Like when the mo- when the world is literally like about to end, but it, it also just kind of feels like you know exactly what's going to happen. You know they're going to like figure it out, and everyone is acting really like just kind of nonchalant and like cracking jokes. 
uh, it, Scott said that it was funny. Um, <laughs> and at first I was confused by that because I was like, I don't remember any like intentionally humorous parts that like worked. <laughs> but you said it was like situationally funny. And I do agree with that. There was like a lot of times where like what I was supposed to be watching was supposed to be really serious. And it was really funny because it failed at being serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it just, I think the thing that, uh, I, I did not like about this and are we getting so much was it's just both so long. Like it, I can only handle so much absurdity and like ridiculousness. Like, I feel like if Armageddon and this were both an hour and a half, I would have been like, yeah, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. But when it's two and a half hours, it's too much. Was this one really two and a half hours? It went by so quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's two and a half hours. It's just too much silliness. If you would have asked me, I would have said it's about an hour and a half. No, it's two and a half hours. That's funny. What would you have, what would you have taken out? Where did we waste time, Zach? (laughs) Um, I mean, I, I think that the drunk pilot didn't need to be in the movie um we could have taken all of that out just have someone else uh, have the president fly into the thing and sacrifice himself but then or we just anyone else actually an interesting fact they actually did an alternate take of that where he drove his like red like little like plane that he was using to crop dust he just had a nuke tied to that <laughs> and he drove that in that would have been better and uh if they, that was they chose I... to cut that and put him in an actual fighter jet I don't know why they made that decision. Yeah, that was a miss. It, with the logic that this movie had, I wouldn't have even been surprised if they kept that in. Yeah, I feel like I, they should have. You could have. You could have cut that out. You could have cut the president at first. Is kind of like I'm not leaving. I'm going to stay here so that panic doesn't ensue. And then panic does ensue in anyways. And then like just a couple hours later, he does leave. And uh, you could have cut some of that out. I don't know. We wouldn't have had that dramatic shot. Just don't make it two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) It was just jam-packed full of important information, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There's there's moments that I really loved. I did love the Welcome to Earth moment because it was so stupid. Um, But it was just fun to watch. I liked uh, watching Will Smith punch an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved the scene where the dog jumps out of the car and there's like a huge, like it's like that classic badass scene where like there's an explosion behind someone and they don't look back, but it's the dog jumping. (laughs) And then the dog Um, like jumps right in time to get into shelter. It's like super slow motion and he like tail is, or uh, tongue is out, like it looks like a big smile on his face. (laughs) The only Uh, thing that would have made that scene even better is if, just the tip of his tail caught on fire, like to show oh, yeah. how close it was. And then he wagged it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wagged it out. Well, uh, let's kind of jump into the, the play-by-play of this movie. Scott, do you want to start us off? Yeah. And I'll, I'll probably lean on you for some help just because sometimes I, in my telling of movies, will skip major points in the movies. And so. Not nearly as much as Jake in Stand By Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring that up again. Huh? Never going to live it down. I feel like I feel like I did fine with what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So the movie kind of opens with just uh, the shadows on like the moon, right? Of the, uh, the alien ship like approaching Earth. And then it goes to like a government scene and they're all scrambling like what are these huge objects approaching us. Like it really kind of jumps right into the aliens are here. Yeah. Like, there's not really any build up for that. No. Like when also you finally the... meet Will Smith's character like in his first scene he walks out of his house and there's a huge spaceship hovering over LA. I love though that. Even 
Go ahead, Zach. Even before we see anything else, we see some title cards. Yeah. It like introduces the movie and they looked so terrible. They did. They looked like like Microsoft PowerPoint. Yeah. Looks like it was made in ninety six. It looked terrible. No, like no, like maybe from me when I was in nineteen ninety six, but not like a <laughs> professional movie studio. <laughs> It looked terrible. I honestly don't remember those at all. The title card is, it yeah, bad. it's really, really Haven't bad. Haven't you seen this movie like over a hundred times? Yeah, I don't pay attention to that. Like, I don't even know. I You could have asked me who directed it, and I would not have known. Scott didn't even know who Bill Pullman was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I said something about Randy Quaid, and he said, is he the president? I was like, I would have liked this movie better if he was. <laughs> that would well, make the movie better. Yeah, I just, they, um, I really don't pay attention to any of that kind of stuff. Go ahead, Zach. They originally wanted Kevin Spacey to be the president. Oh, Kevin Spacey would have been terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't have liked Spacey. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't think he was a big enough name at the time. Wait, when did he get to be a big name? Well, Independence Day. Kevin Spacey? Oh, oh, Kevin Spacey a long time ago. Maybe after seven? But he was saying they turned Spacey down because he wasn't a big enough name. Oh, Yeah, gotcha. at the time, he wasn't. I thought you were saying they wanted Spacey because they thought Pullman wasn't a big enough name. No. Now, Kevin Spacey is a way bigger name than... Well, for Not always in good reasons. things. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still allowed to like Kevin Spacey movies? Uh, th- no. No? no? Yeah, if it was done before his allegations came out. But while he was doing the things? <laughs> yeah, while he was doing the things. <laughs> he was still a good actor. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the biggest thing that didn't age well post Kevin Spacey uh, allegations was, uh, was it a beautiful American beauty? American beauty. Yeah. yeah that one really? Great, it's like yeah. in hindsight, woof, <laughs> big oof. <laughs> I feel safe saying that I've never seen American beauty because I don't think we're going to watch it for this. Yeah, we won't. Nah, yeah. we won't. So maybe we will. <laughs> Zach, don't you do nominate. this, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the government's scrambling, um, and we're introduced to uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, who works for some kind of just like a movie station or a TV station of you, some kind, like a, a satellite, uh, like a satellite television Studio, provider. Yeah, I had provider. no idea what he did. Like he he basically worked for Directv, and he was a uh, he was like a, a radio signal. Uh, technician, because it seemed like all of them knew what. I I felt like watching it. I was like, do they have something to do with aliens? Like all of them seem to, or he at least immediately he was. No. Well, he was, uh, he went to MIT. Like he was just a smart boy. So when yeah. his dad said he was a cable repairman, that's actually what he was doing. I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was his dad just not knowing anything about what his son I mean, did. I don't think he was yes. actually he one was, of the repairmen. He was not a cable repairman. He was, okay. uh, he, but he worked for a cable company. Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand in Satellite. that. Satellite. In that scene, like they were just like printing off math worksheets and looking at them, and then Jeff Goldblum prints off just a sheet of zeros and ones, and it's intelli- intelligible to him. Yeah, and not know what was going on or what they did at all. <laughs> He's that smart. Yeah, no, it's because it made no sense. It did make sense. It made perfect sense. <laughs> not really. You yeah. knew. You okay. knew what he was doing. Okay. No, I didn't. Here, that's <laughs> I what didn't I'm saying. At all. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I'll explain it because apparently it wasn't clear. There was well, his dad was like that. Was the his whole dad's character was he his didn't know what was going on. The yeah. aliens were using their satellites to communicate across the globe, and Jeff Goldblum found their communications in their satellites. Okay, channel. so there was he. He was at like uh, they were using a direct TV satellite. Yes, yeah. essentially. Oh, okay. I just did, he's I so assumed it was a military satellite or something. No, yeah, it's so direct TV. The, the mothership sends out all those 
I want to call them baby ships, but they're still humongous because <laughs> they're still like the size of a baby city. Ships. <laughs> Compared to the mothership, it's it, they're tiny. Is this like a baby shark? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. But they, that confused me too because they sent off these tiny little ships and then they're over the city and I was like, I must have missed something. <laughs> like when? Where did the huge ships come from? That's just how big the mothership is. Yeah, it dwarfs yeah. The, it, the, it wasn't the an issue ships. with the movie. I just like I got a little lost with that. Well, they even say I needed something for scale. Well, they even that was they, the scale. No, they, <laughs> they say at, the city. They say at the beginning of the movie, like when the things coming in, the military's looking at it, and they're like, "For comparison, it's the size of Rhode Island." Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. When we when we saw it next, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the same one." Yeah, they they give us they give us scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum is, a, is a smart boy who has just decided to uh, like. He, he's kind of washed up a little bit, and so he's working for a satellite, like, television mm-hmm. provider, and he finds the this communication, and the ones and zeros, the whole point of it, is that it was a countdown. Yeah, he discovered it was a countdown, counting down, like, seven hours from then. But I don't, I still don't know why that was intelligible to him at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not to me. But that's not the point. Like, I think we're dwelling on like a little part of the movie. Yeah. He's he's also, a genius. The maybe same it would way... make sense to you if you went to MIT. Yeah, I'm taking a shot at. He's a genius the same way that Steve Buscemi is a genius in uh, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't anyway, question. Uh, Jeff Goldblum finds this countdown, and it turns out that his ex. Uh, well, they're still married, but they're separated. Mm-hmm. Um, that his separated wife works for the president. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Jeff Goldblum gets to the White House to let them know, like, we've got to get out of here. All these ships that are hovering over these major cities uh, are going to attack. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the time he gets to the White House, I think it was like 30 minutes left. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of time. He doesn't know that that wasn't a countdown to some party that they were going to throw. <laughs> he doesn't, but it would make he sense knew. to if there's a countdown and there's ships hovering all over these places to not be in one of those places. Confetti. And he's he's Un- really good at him. he's really good at chess too. That's right. Yeah. So he knew he's a that he was checkmate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and so you find out that him and the president actually had met before the president was the president. He had punched the president in the face. Yeah. Um, and so that was part of the squabble that broke him and his uh, separated wife up. Yeah. So uh, he, he gets pulled along for the ride along with his father, who is just so racistly uh, Jewish stereotype yeah. mm-hmm. father. Uh, All the while this is happening, Will Smith's character is in the military, and he gets pulled off leave to go to the base because yeah. they're getting ready to fight the aliens. He was supposed to be at a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it is Fourth of July barbecue. You know, it's a thing. Hey, the stuff goes up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, it was the uh, helicopters that they sent up to communicate with the mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, so the president sends yeah these helicopters with the lights. I don't know what that communication was supposed to be. I think they're gonna do like Morse code or something. Yeah, it wasn't even Morse code though. Like, <laughs> it, it was, was like, like it was just a it was a it was a party. It was a yeah. light show. Yeah, they know. And so the aliens shoot those helicopters out of the sky before the countdown. <laughs> they were just like, get out of here. Yeah. Which, you know, really underscores the whole, I think they have hostile intentions. Or they just didn't want them to ruin the preparations. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to stick with the aliens were the good guys in this? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish the movie. 
yeah, so the president finally believes Goldblum, and so they all hop in Air Force One. That plane is so fast. Just that explosion, and then Air Force One is it's on its heels the whole time, and then it be and none of them look out the window. <laughs> They're would all you? just li- yes. <laughs> I wouldn't. You wouldn't would look not. at the city getting destroyed next to you. I no. wouldn't want to have to relive that over and over again. I I'd watch it. For I sure. feel like nobody would be able to help looking and being like, "Hey, what's going on?" Is, is, I mean, the dog Washington didn't look gone? back. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a, nobody's as cool. Be as like dog. Vincent, all right? <laughs> Boomer, actually. <laughs> Vincent from Lost. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. assume it's the same dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they barely escape. All these uh, cities get destroyed, and uh, then they're trying to like figure out like what's their plan of action. But also, Will Smith's uh, fiance. It's fiance now. Or girlfriend, no, whatever. No, girlfriend. He hasn't engaged. Um, yeah, they she engaged. is in LA, and they managed to survive the mm-hmm. destruction of the city by hiding under a bridge in like a freeway underpass yeah. door of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> freeway underpass door. There's like One a of closet. <laughs> There's like a mop closet. It's like a in the freeway hatch. underpass. I think it's for maintenance. And they, uh, she's able to kick it in. Like, that was impressive. That was impressive. And then they get in, and then uh, Vincent. I'm going to call it Vincent because I don't remember his name. <laughs> it was Boomer. I just told it's you. Boomer. Was it Boomer? Yeah, because they did, yeah. like, maybe the world's first OK Boomer when they were getting up, and she says, OK, Boomer, it's time to eat or something. <laughs> mm. And that's how I remember. That's so, an impressive catch. I did not catch that. Thanks. Yeah, Boomer wrote it down. barely makes it. <laughs> he, he jumps in right at the last moment, survives. Uh, so that was my favorite shot of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the president, uh, with, uh, Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum's father in tow, uh, go to area 51 and the president, well, learns, the president, well, the yeah, president didn't even know about learns it. for the first time that, uh, at area 51, we already had an alien and an alien ship. <laughs> Back from the 1950s. When, presumably when uh, our our good buddy, the crazy crop duster, was, uh, was First captured. First abducted, yeah. yeah. But, uh, while that is happening, also Will Smith and his Squadron. team of uh, like yeah. fighter pilots, they're going up to try to send missiles at it, at the, the big send ship. Send missiles at yeah, it. Fire <laughs> missiles at it. Uh, at the big ship, or the little ship over the, LA. The baby ships. Yeah, yeah, the, baby the baby ships. ships. And Actually, then even no. more baby we'll ships. No, little, even little more ones. baby yeah. ships. Yeah. yeah. Those Come are out. the, so we got Papa the baby Bear, ships, Mama Bear, and Baby ships. Bears. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, how we'll classify them. Okay, then the, the the baby bears come out and they just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for the rest of this episode when we are referring to these. As yeah, they and they just bears. they destroy all the planes pretty much except for Will Smith's, I think. And then I don't know when did they get over into the Grand Canyon. I kind of missed that, but was he flying through the Grand Canyon? And I don't know if it was exactly the Grand Canyon, but it was some kind of canyon. Yeah, yeah, and they're flying through, and then Will Smith manages to make one of the aliens crash their plane, cl- crash their he, ba- like the baby dislodged his uh, <laughs> parachute, and it blinds the alien. Yeah, yeah. it's important to know like Will Smith's like best friend dies. Yeah, well. I guess it's not yeah, that he important. Does not, he does not seem very remorseful. Um, but then he, he gets up and he walks right up to the alien, opens up the ship, punches him right in the face, and delivers the best line of the movie, welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he not only does that, he, he says that, and then he sits on the ship, pulls out a cigar, lights it, mm-hmm. and then says, like, how's that for a close encounter? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the fat lady sung, I guess. I don't know why he's so hyped. 
Like everybody dies. <laughs> and he took <laughs> yeah, down exactly. one ship. <laughs> well, and then he's just in and the middle of the desert. Is, he just punched it. That's all it took. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're just like humans that we find out. No, later. but later in the movie, they're like d- he. That same alien kills all those scientists. At well, that's true. It's actually some kind like, of a suit that he was in. Well, yeah, it was so, a, like a flesh suit. So, but Will Smith still it just took one punch from Will Smith. Yeah. He's got a strong punch. He's got a strong, strong Apparently punch. So. He was in Bad Boys. So I think he's playing the same character. <laughs> he's Mike, Mike Lowry. Lowry. <laughs> he's Mike Lowry in space. So uh, Will Smith takes down that uh, ship, that baby bear, and uh, punches the alien. And then he brings the alien. And then drags the alien on his parachute across the, across desert. the desert to Area 51. Well, he gets picked up at some point. He gets picked up by the, by crazy, the guy. crazy guy. Yeah. There's a fun bit of trivia for you that what the hell is that smell line? I think was improvised. And because uh, they were at the some salt flats. Yeah. And there was some little decomposing animals around. I guess something that happens. Well, salt flats smell terrible. Yeah. And nobody warned Will Smith that it was going to be really stinky. So. Also, another like fun fact. Uh, the U.S. military was going to allow the crew to film at military bases and consult like the actors who had military roles until they learned that Area 51 was a plot point, then they withdrew their support. <laughs> mm. They're like, no, we, we're not. Like, you we guys are onto something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is so what like, we did, have there. How did you know about that? <laughs> who told you? <laughs> well, the president didn't even know that Area 51 existed. Yeah. No, but he knew that it existed. No, he, he didn't. didn't he oh, said he, there he didn't know is it was like no a Area 51. Oh. And then it was his cabinet member that was like, well, that's not exactly true. Oh, okay. It was the Secretary of Defense, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That he later fired for the dumbest reason. He called him a sniveling weasel. I don't. I didn't understand why he was a sniveling weasel. He just seemed kind of... I, I didn't either. Like, He's literally just like, let's kind of practice some discretion. And then the president's like, get out of my face. You're fired, you, you weasel. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. We don't know all their backstories. <laughs> so they, it was already two and a half hours. They didn't want to add more. <laughs> uh, so now uh, Will Smith drags the the alien to, to Area Fifty One, gets picked up. Then they all are at Area Fifty One together. And uh, yeah, we learn that these aliens uh, that w- we've been studying for some time uh, have uh, the like they look really big, but they're not. They're actually very small, and they're in uh, sort of like a an exoskeleton suit uh, that they're using because they can't like they can't survive in our atmosphere without it. Apparently, that was another interesting thing that I read about it was that they came up with two designs for the aliens. Oh, and they um. They came with two designs, and then I guess they liked them both, and they wanted to use them both. So they put the small one inside the big one <laughs> and then made one alien. Mm. That's pretty great. I'm into that. Uh, along the way, uh, the alien that Will Smith uh, knocked out wakes up, kills a bunch of people. We, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. But now we have uh, we, we find out that the, the at Area 51, they've had a baby bear this whole time. And yeah, a really creepy head 50s. scientist. Yeah. yeah, that guy was. And it was weird. a, it was a full scale model that measured sixty five feet wide. Oh, like it, like they actually the, the built baby the bear. thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't uh, CGI. With the baby bear sixty five feet wide. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big baby bear. <laughs> it's a big baby bear. Just gives you a little bit more uh, scale for how big the uh, the mama and papa bears are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. While we're on the the design of the aliens, Jake, did you already mention that they used <laughs> KY jelly? 
<laughs> no, I I was looking at that though that uh, they gave him a slimy appearance with KY jelly. You know the props department uh, deserves all the props because <laughs> That's why they, they won an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even for uh, anything digitally. It was just for the uh, the just KY the jelly. jelly they put <laughs> the on the practical aliens. effects. Um. Yeah, so the the head uh, scientist guy is super excited because over the ever since the aliens showed up, all the the gadgets and lights have been coming on on the ship, <laughs> and uh, the the uh, president gets pretty pissed at him because he says that and he's like, you know, like people are dying up there and well, and I love that he says it with all of the uh, scientific authority of the phrase you just used all the gadgets yeah. and lights are turning like <laughs> like this is yeah, the he, chief researcher and he just sounds like the, an idiot they're dissecting the alien and he says like pass me the thingamajig <laughs> <laughs> like government uh government work is apparently so bad at area 51 mm-hmm. and so uh the president at this time actually gets to communicate with that alien before they kill him because uh, the alien had like wrapped his tentacle things around the head researcher's neck and was able to communicate through his vocal cords because these aliens don't have vocal cords of their own. They communicate through like telepathy. Um, and he communicates with the president and pretty much he just says like, no, we just want you to die so we could have your planet and use all your resources. And like the president actually gets like a vision from this telepathic like communication with this alien and realizes that they're really just going to kill everyone. So then that's when the president agrees to send uh, uh, a nuclear warhead. That felt like the most like JJ Abrams uh, <laughs> rise, of, rise of Skywalker moment when the president's just like, he's in my head and uh, everyone's just like, okay, yeah, like let's, <laughs> that makes sense. What did, what are they saying? And it's never addressed the rest of the movie. Like how did that happen? That's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, they just they just shoot the alien. Like I feel like they could have yeah. learned a fair amount from him, but I guess they had to get him out of the president's head. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and protect so the president. They they send some B two bombers and uh, they shoot some nukes at some of the mama bear ships, and it still <laughs> does nothing because the shields, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, the shields yeah. are too powerful. So then um, Jeff Goldblum is pretty much given up all hope, and he's. Start. He's always been like someone who's like very environmentalist, and uh, he just doesn't care anymore. He's like littering and drinking and smoking. And his dad comes in and says something to him. He says something about like, "Hey, you need to get a jacket on, or you're going to catch a cold." And that's when <laughs> it's like the last thing you should be <laughs> concerned yeah. about. At this well, point. <laughs> and that's what gives Jeff Goldblum the idea for a computer virus is catching a cold. And so he was like, "Dad, you're a genius," and he <laughs> writes this computer virus that he can upload into the alien ships quick quick figuring that out mm-hmm. <laughs> quick on your feet Jeff. once again he's a smart boy <laughs> did we yeah okay hey did, did we address the two that will smith leaves and he goes to like find his girlfriend and, they, and they find they find his girlfriend and uh her child and yeah the first lady that they're like but they just kind of happened to be together. Yeah, the first lady he was in a helicopter crash in the very beginning when the aliens first attacked. She had like fatal injuries but hadn't died, but then she ends up dying. Spoilers. <laughs> Sad day. Very Sad callous day. way to talk about that. <laughs> she was a non-essential part of the movie. True. Every part was essential. Yeah, tell that to Bull Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and their daughter. 
Mm. Yeah. She was not even that sad. She was just like, where's mommy? And she's like, she's not that, here anymore. And then he said, mommy's like, no sleeping. One, no one is really sad about the idea of death at all in this movie. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, no one, There, there's Will, very little respect <laughs> for human. Uh, Will Smith is smoking cigars on the graves of his, like, combat brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get this idea and, uh, the, uh, kind of like, it, it was like odd timing. Like, we'll, uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit in the early part of the movie. Uh, when Will Smith goes to, uh, the base after he's already seen the aliens, uh, he gets a letter from NASA and that he's been rejected once again for the astronaut program. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I if I knew that there are aliens out there right now, I'm really not going to be concerned about what NASA had to say. I'm going to be like, let's figure this out. Like, there are aliens here. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he always wanted to be an astronaut, and so now he's going to jumping back to where we are in the movie. Now he's going to finally get his chance. Uh, he and he Jeff, volunteers his tribute. He volunteers his tribute, and uh, Jeff Goldblum knows he has to go. And uh, so they decide to go up together in a baby bear. In the baby bear they had found from the 50s. To go. I guess it was never says. Will Smith says, like, trust me, like, they're like, can you fly it? And he's like, well, I, I I've seen what these things can do. Yeah. I've seen their, their maneuvering abilities. And it's like, not really. You were (laughs) flying too. You also (laughs) didn't. You were focused on your own flying. You didn't see them use the controls. (laughs) Not at all. And but it, it translates the, perfectly, apparently. And all of though. that was in our atmosphere, not in space. Yeah. <laughs> it translated well enough that Will Smith flew it. Yeah, but he hit the wall first, so... Yeah, he went know, backwards. He learned. <laughs> but that was just because whoever wrote the controls <laughs> down put the, the sticky, sticky note, note upside, upside down. down. Yeah, You're right. Pretty easy controls, too. To Yeah, it was very <laughs> right much on just a like a regular uh, jet. More like just a joystick. <laughs> it, it felt more like a, like an airliner, like with a push pull bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very easy. Like, I I dare say that their technology was easier to fly than a very user jet. friendly. Very, yeah, user but the friendly. the the Area One Fifty guy says that uh, they are far more technically advanced than us. Yeah, well, it just wasn't really well. And part of that, that is user experience. Movie. Yeah, but <laughs> they they built it. Uh, they built it. Uh, very human intuitive, very human intuitive mm-hmm. technology, which thanks aliens. And they yeah, didn't update Goldblum, it for 50 years. Goldblum was able to hack it pretty easily. Like uh, it all worked out very well for them. Yeah. So maybe they, there's not a bunch of bad aliens like making viruses for each other in their, <laughs> so they never like had the idea of a virus. I like when, um when they sent a missile at it, like on the aliens computer that he's looking at, it just shows this flashing, flashing skull and crossbones. No, I think that was his computer that he hacked into the alien computer. Yeah. Oh, so Jeff Goldblum so sent an image of yes. Yeah. Yeah. He just he he took the time to do that. Yeah. He added that as a, part of the virus. That's such a troll move. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Goldblum. I, I just want to stop real quick, hit pause, and just like congratulate maybe no not congratulate i just want to like honor uh jeff goldblum's classic yeah 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 no 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 that that, 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 that like fast pace like i just want to like 
I just want to talk about the thing. Like he just has such a, a recognizable speaking style, mm-hmm. and uh, and he does it in every movie. He does it in every movie, but this is my favorite of the Jeff Goldblum uh, mm-hmm. stutter I speak. I don't think that Jeff Goldblum really acts. I think Jeff Goldblum just <laughs> plays Jeff Goldblum in these situations. Being, you know what was interesting? It was almost a little disorienting to see. Uh, he seems so much more normal back then than he is now. Like he's just be- become more and more and more Goldblum ish. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's leaned older. into it. Like, cause yeah. that's what everyone loves about him. And so now he's just like, Oh, well this is, give the people what they want. I also forgot how good looking he was. Like he looks, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. I kind of forgot that too. And I was looking, I was like, why do I think Jeff Goldblum is kind of hot right now? You know? <laughs> he's for sure. Hot. He's almost hotter than Will Smith. Wow. I don't know. About I, that. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far, but I said almost. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even go that far. It's the same yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stick with what I said. I wouldn't go that far. I would say that Jeff Goldblum was uh, as hot to some people as Will Smith was at that time. I would date Goldblum before Will Smith. I think you could say that about literally any person. I would date Will Smith no. way before Jeff Goldblum. Okay, Jake, all to a lot of people. All right. Yeah, sorry. Um, I th- I would date Jeff Goldblum before Will Smith. As well, Jake, are you Will Smith or Jeff Goldblum? For if you had to date one of them, I think Will Smith. Uh, no, Jeff me. Goldblum is just a good time. I had I can't, to. Yeah. <laughs> if you, got I can't to wait date. to. Uh, I can't wait to make this a poll question. I think. So I think Jeff Goldblum. I think he'd be a better time than Will Smith. You think he'd be more fun than Will Smith? I think so. I like. I think it's, it's tough, but I think so. Yeah, I, don't, I disagree. Um, so Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Fly into space, <laughs> and then in in one of the baby bears, <laughs> in one of the baby bears, and then the president goes out to the base and delivers the speech from the beginning of our podcast. Uh, we will not go quietly into the night. We're gonna move on. We're when gonna we survive. survive. Today is, is our Independence Day. Day. When we were playing Welcome that, to Earth. <laughs> all right i'll get this in eventually when we were playing that scott literally had his fists in the air <laughs> true. for the whole minute it's true uh, uh yeah i just love that scene i do too i do too uh, so yeah he delivers the speech and they recruit they're like hey does anyone have any pilot experience yeah because the, we're kind of skipping a plot point kind of a major plot point here the what's going to happen is uh they're going to deliver uh the virus Trojan horse style Mm -hmm. into the mothership. And because these mothership, because these papa bears and mama bears all uh, communicate together. uh, And as soon, the theory is, is that as soon as they plant the virus in the papa bear, it's going to spread that virus to all the mama bears, which will take down the shields. And so they are coordinating. Humans are coordinating all over the world, a simultaneous attack through Morse code through Morse code uh, on all of the mama on all the mama bears uh, because the virus might not last for super long. So they mm-hmm. have to kind of strike quickly and strike as a united front. And they're going to drop a nuke in Papa Bear for good measure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. because you know you might as well while you're you up might there. as well while you're there. You have the nukes. Yeah. There are, there's honestly so many similarities between this and Armageddon. There's nukes. There's uh, space travel. There's strippers. <laughs> <laughs> They're both so long. People, <laughs> people getting like married unex- to strippers. Unexplainable geniuses. 
this really did feel like a knockoff Michael Bay movie. Okay, here's the thing though. Uh, this movie cost seventy five million dollars to make in 1996, and it made 117 million dollars. 817. 817. I'm sorry, 817 million dollars. Uh, Armageddon cost 140 million, so almost double the Jeez. amount, and it only made <laughs> like 500, 500 and some change. And so, I will say, I think this movie looked a little better. It, I, th- we did address that they uh, they use a lot of practical effects, but I think this movie had better graphics or better effects, I should say, than Armageddon. So oh, who's yeah. the knockoff, really? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, I think Armageddon was uh, a poor man's Independence Day. I think so. That scene so where there no aliens in Armageddon. <laughs> the scene where they're blowing up the White House always actually makes me remember um, Austin Powers. Yeah, the scene with uh, Doctor Evil and he's uh, like he plays that, and the like president like flinches like he thinks like it's the actual White House they got <laughs> blown up because which one's the one where he goes back in time. Because like he That's pulled the clip member. from the the future and placed it in the past, and so they had never seen Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a gag they do twice. So they mm. do it once, and then he goes back in time and he does it again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's a, a super iconic scene. Uh, I can't believe we skipped over it. Um, the destruction of the White House is one of the most iconic movie scenes. Like everyone. Uh, who has probably seen at least that clip before, even mm-hmm. if they haven't seen the movie. Zach, you'd never seen that movie, but had you seen that clip before? The White House blowing up? Nope. What? Zach's yeah. busy. So he's I've never on, seen... I've uh, only seen Welcome to Earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my only reference point for this movie. <laughs> Did it live up to that? It exceeded it. That, that is my by far my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I just, I didn't know he punched the alien. Oh, nice. I thought yeah. that he like shot it down and just like got on the corpse and screamed "Welcome to Earth." I, I didn't know he punches it. <laughs> that was my favorite awesome. part of it. So uh, their plan succeeds. They're able to deliver the virus, plant the nuke, and they didn't think that they would be able to do this. But Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are able to escape in time. Well, yeah. So they go and they dock and they upload the virus and then realize that their ship is like attached and they can't unattach. So they actually fire the nuke. It's kind of like a suicide mission. Yeah. But it's when they fire the nuke that they're actually lodged free. And so then they have 30 seconds to fly out of the Papa Bear before <laughs> the nuke goes off. And there's like other like baby bears chasing them. <laughs> and they barely get through this tiny opening that's closing. Which like it's tiny, but it's like, also, that you know. That felt like Indiana Jones, that part. Oh, yeah. It's tiny, but you also know that like per scale that opening was, was enormous. Like, yeah. It was like a hundred miles wide uh-huh. or something. <laughs> I will say is uh, I've compared this a lot to Armageddon. The thing that I think, even though I think this is a worse movie, I like the characters more in this movie. Uh, I feel like the characters in this movie actually had charisma. Yeah. Um, whereas in Armageddon, I just, I didn't feel like any of them had any sort of charisma, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I think one of my favorite lines happens in that scene right when they shoot the nuke and uh Jeff Goldblum goes uh fat lady fat lady always with a fat lady <laughs> it's <just laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> because Will Smith has been Will saying Smith it the whole movie the whole yeah all mm-hmm. the time like it ain't over till the fat lady sings fat lady fat lady what's what why is it always with the fat lady that was a good yeah. uh Goldblum impression it really was oh mine was yeah i like yeah, yours fans. yeah yours not mine thanks no not Tyler's 
So yeah, that, that's one of my favorite lines of the, the movie. And I sometimes will like just think of this movie and think of that line and just say it to myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they end up getting out of uh, the, the Papa Bear and all around the world uh, in just, you know, lock arms unison. Uh, everyone destroys all of the mama bears that are hovering all over the world. Well, they fire all their missiles on the outside and doesn't do enough damage. And so then this is when uh, our crazy person Randy Quaid. Yeah, decides he has one he missile was... left. It won't fire. And he just drives it right into a suicide mission into like the heart of the ship when it fires. I would call it the anus of the ship. <laughs> okay. I thought he was by far the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just made me laugh. I don't know if the mic picked it up. It definitely it looks did. like it you, you thought Dennis Quaid was the worst part. Randy. I thought Randy. his character, not De- Dennis Quaid. I thought, I thought Dennis Quaid was the worst. worst too. I hated the, his character, but he has that touching moment, you know, with his son and his son no. who was. I didn't even know that was his son. His son calls him Russell the whole yeah, movie. Or they also his name is. did not look like his children. I, think I thought. Were, <laughs> well, they're definitely I thought he was just like another trailer park boy who just like no. lived with them. No, they were his kids, and uh, they he called him Russell all the time because he he that was just them showing how much disdain he had for his own father. Uh, he, they just didn't develop that nearly well enough to where we could pick that up. Maybe I mean I knew it. But I yeah, immediately I knew that it was his father. But I've also seen this movie like 50 times, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they look like I've, different nationalities. I have expertise bias when it comes to that. And uh, expertise? What? Expertise bias. Like, I have just had too much, like, experience with it to be able to, like, talk about it from, like, a oh, fresh perspective. So yeah. So, uh, they win. Earth, uh, Earth survives. Yeah. And uh, he's still got to show his girlfriend, uh, Will Smith's... Uh, now wife's son still gets his fireworks show that Will Smith promised him. Didn't I promise you fireworks, boy? That wasn't his son, though, was it? No, no. it was it was her son. It was her son. He yeah. also gave his wife the ugliest ring I've ever seen in my entire life. Rolling dolphins. Oh, that was a pretty yeah. hideous ring. The, you know, the dolphins as, around it. As I was doing research, apparently dolphin-themed jewelry like had a spike after that movie. Oh, oh that was hideous. It was hideous. You're telling me if I bought you a dolphin ring, you wouldn't wear it? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Wow. Unless it was like a Dolphins, Miami Dolphins Super Bowl ring. Was this the movie that like really launched Will Smith's like movie career? No. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Will Smith was in Fresh Prince. That's where he got super big. Yeah. But like this in terms of making him like a like a bankable blockbuster actor, you know. Uh, I'm looking right now. Uh and I'm trying to remember like what he was in before this, but like movie wise was uh, bad boys before this. I don't think so. Or men in black. So I found independence day here. I don't think yeah, no, it, this. this bad boys was before this. Oh, wow. It was mm, a year gotcha. prior. Oh, yeah, it was the year before bad boys came out in 95. Uh, but so bad Michael boys Bay got him first. Yeah. Michael Bay got him first. That was his first uh, feature film was bad boys. And then he continued to do uh, Fresh Prince uh, after Bad Boys for a year, and then Independence Day came out. So he had Bad Boys in 95, Independence Day in 96, and then Men in Black in 97. Which is impressive. Yeah, good string of movies. And getting jiggy with it in 97. (laughs) So. Na, 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 na. 
Oh, and then enemy enemy of the state in '98. Yep. Uh, so that this really was the. It was at the beginning of his career. I mean, it Independence Day was only a year after Bad Boys, so it was definitely uh, a a huge like solidifier. I would say probably for his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. Favorite part, favorite line. Zach, you want to kick us off? Yeah, we already know Zach's. I th- yeah, I think I've already mentioned a few times. Welcome to Earth. My favorite line in that scene was my favorite scene. I 100% agree with Zach on that. That was my favorite, but if I had to, I don't even know if I have that's another okay. one that's you close. Can, yeah, yeah you I'm can. just taking it. I'm going to agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I do love that scene. I also love the president's speech. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, I love the scene where they're first flying to attack the the mama bears, and his his friend is doing the the reverend, and uh, mm-hmm. we are who I don't remember what he says, but uh, it was it's just a fun scene. Like I just fun to like see them all interact with each other. Um, if I had to say my favorite scene, though. I would probably pick. Don't rush. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the president. I'm going to stick with the president's speech. I think we're going to do a 50-50 split here. I'm going to say the president's speech as well. Wow. Yeah. This is the first, first time in Rotten Potatoes history uh, that uh, we've been 50-50 on something like this. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right, guys, it's time. It's that time for us to uh, jump into our rating. But before we do, um, it, we uh, got in uh, a strongly worded email uh, from our lawyer uh, that we, uh, in our last episode, failed to meet our uh, legal obligation uh, to mention River Phoenix. I was going to say that during this recording, but I didn't. Yeah. should have. And uh, so I'm, I'm uh, to our lawyer, we're very, very sorry. Please don't... Yeah. Uh, Please, please don't get mad. How much do we owe River Phoenix when we fail to mention his name again? $25 billion. Wow. And we just, we just drop that into the grave. How much do you guys have? I don't, I don't know if I can carry my quarter portion. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you guys spot me a little bit. <laughs> I made $300,000 last summer looking up at the stars. <laughs> That's how you Astrology helped you out. Yeah. Oil futures. Yeah. <laughs> looking up at the stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, with that, uh, it's time for our, uh, exclusive and proprietary, uh, rotten potatoes scoring system. Uh, once again, Jake, you're just killing it with, uh, with all this, uh, this coding that you're doing. We should really sell Always this somewhere it. else. No, it's proprietary. But like we can make a lot of money off of selling it. Like it just well, works pay so back well. our lawyers. Apparently we need $25 billion. They, they, they can use it. You know, won't know what it is. We can maybe, figure it out. Yeah. Maybe we could just uh, do a gift in kind to River Phoenix and just give his estate the algorithm. I'll just give him the algorithm. Just give him access to use the algorithm. <laughs> are, are, do you have to die in order to do that? No. I'll just drop it by the grave. Oh, God. <laughs> <You'll just, laughs> on, a, on a flash drive, like on yeah. a memory stick, you'll just drop the... And there'll be a no, sticker on it. down says, on paper. <laughs> it says, do not open unless you are River Phoenix. <laughs> All right, uh, Jake, we're going to start with you. I'm going to give it seven welcome to Earth punches. Zach? Um, look, I got to preface this again. Like, I I enjoyed parts of this movie, but I still do think this is the worst movie that we've had to watch so far. I give it four knockoff Michael Bay's. 
<laughs> Scott? I'm going to give it 7.8 fat ladies. And uh, I'm going to give it 6.3 uh, victory cigars. So putting this into our uh, our, our exclusive algorithm, which uh, Jake's developed for us. We're going to start a fire running this thing. <laughs> we, Jake, can you spin up some more servers? Yeah, it's just going to get hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie got a 63% on Rotten Potatoes. Isn't that exactly what you gave it? Didn't you? Nice. No, I... Yeah, he gave yeah, me like a 6.8, I thought. No, 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 it was lower. Uh, so, there you go. Six. Our score is <laughs> lower than uh, I almost said 6.8 because Zach said it, and I was like, gosh dang it. 63% on uh, Rotten Potatoes. The other guys gave it a 65. So, this is, I think, the closest we've ever been with the other guys. Mm, I feel bad about that. Uh, I do, too. Uh, hey, they, they can get one right every once in a while. Yeah, mm. a broken clock's right twice a day. So, yeah. Uh, So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, Make sure to uh, follow us and connect with us on uh, social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rotten Potato Pod. Uh, And join us next week and actually, like, watch the movie with us. We're in, uh, right now, we're still in quarantine time. And so uh, you have time to sit down and watch Jake's nomination for next week, Tombstone. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Zach, any uh, any final thoughts for us? Mm, yeah, 